Albuquerque. You know what that means. That means I'm working. <laughs> also means... Van's not here! Okay, Van's not here. We've set that. That's pretty much a standard. Any day he can take off, he will take off. I'll be Fred Slow. I'll be with you all afternoon longs up until 5.45 when we hand this here station over to the Isotope Sports Media Network. Joining me on the program... Jake Cassio, let's go. Good to be here. Let's Good to go. Be here. Love the studio. Isaiah, show. Isaiah Johnson on the production side, uh, which means I better stretch because I'm going to carry this show on my back. <laughs> wow. He's just not ready for the young energy, Isaiah. I am, ah. I am ready for this. Oh, that was oh. a good sound. Let's go. Nice and early. Holiday, boys. Holiday, boys. <laughs> it's the only American way to work. We're on the live stream. Zay is not. He will figure out a way to join us here in a second. Facebook.com slash TalkABQ. Thank you for joining us on the live stream. I know we get a lot of our like live stream listeners like from the office or whatever, and no one's at the office today. Really? Zero people are at the office today. This is a holiday for our fan base. But we're here because we're so dedicated. Is that what it is? Yeah. Is that what this is? Sure. I, do this, I do this for dedication. For the love of the game. No. <laughs> I do this for... Gigantic paychecks. <laughs> Huge. I don't make that. You get paid, uh, what, like $50,000 a show? I get, <laughs> nice. Definitely didn't make as much as this Shane Van Grigsbergen. Well, who's this cat? Shane Van Gisbergen won the Chicago Street Race presented by Seneco in Chicago. Did you watch any of this thing? Not a All single right. minute. You didn't. No. Isaiah, did you watch any of this thing? No, I have not. Okay, you're from Chicago. You don't even love your hometown. And. Uh, I'm a couple hours south, okay. but I don't know if I want to claim What are you going to claim? <laughs> Bloomington Normal. No one claims Illinois State. Zero people. <laughs> well, everybody just says they're from Chicago out there, essentially. No, no. Hey, Isaiah, Zay's, Zay's over here. He's like, no, man, we're the home of State Farm. <laughs> like, that's what you do. Did you know State Farm's from Bloomington, Illinois? No, it I definitely don't. is. Five minutes away from the house. Told you. Wow. That's the only thing they think is anything out there, too. The name of the town is Normal. When stuff goes weird in the news, they're like, Normal Isaiah John, Normal man Isaiah Johnson. <laughs> not normal. Bloomington man. Bloom- there we go. That sounds a little better. Bloomington Normal is wild. So that's where Illinois State is. It is. It's the first place I ever did stand-up. Really? Wow. Yeah. Little corner. Um, I don't even know the name of the place. It was a little comedy place. Whatever. It was like a strip mall comedy place. I went in, I did five cold minutes on, um, like, sorority girls and, like, how... Did you bomb? No. No, I'm very funny. I'm insanely funny. The bit was, like, what's harder, school or me physically around all these sorority girls? It was, like, a good bit. It was a very good bit. So this thing was wild, though. So this Shane Van Gisbergen, the Chicago street racer. By the way, we never talk NASCAR. So never. Way to go, NASCAR. Yeah. So what they did, Zay, who didn't even see the thing from his hometown, even though he super claims Kanye West all the time. Mm. Kanye's the dog. He's a visionary. He's the what? He's the dog. What's Genius. that? A visionary. What's, like his dog, like an acronym, like GOAT? Or is he? No. Just, uh. a, just a dog. Okay. D-A-W-G. What? Mm-hmm. What is that? You know, just being the, a dog. Yeah, it's a big difference between like a, a pet and like a dog like uh-huh. built, built for this. D-A-W-G. It's like him. You know that one? I am him? Yeah, but he's just a dog. He's got mm-hmm. that dog in him. Yeah, but he got paid. I am him got paid. Oh. Austin Reeves got like 55 mil. 
Yeah, Thank not, the, not the hundred twenty million dollar contract. Everyone was saying though. No, no one was saying. Everyone looked at him and said he's not going. Mm. Yeah. He is very white. <laughs> he was killing it. Reeves, AR fifteen. He's a he's a cool guy, but I'd rather have Caruso. Guys, mm. a good Italian man. The, he's a he's Italian. No, he's like a he's like a soft Duncan Robinson. He's like a he's not him. He is not him. The Knicks just got a good white boy, Dante Di Vicendo. It's more Italian than white. Yeah. I'm, I'm a man on that. <laughs> right, so we're claiming Italian's not as white now? <sighs> I do think, historically speaking, there is a difference. There is an understanding. Boom. Okay. Yeah, Thank like, you for settling my uh, arguments I have with everybody. Are, are people not on board with that? People are always saying Italian people are white. No. Oh, God. Not true. Isaiah, are you dating a white girl or an olive girl? <laughs> I am dating an Italian girl, and I can say I do not classify her as well. No, she Boom. is. I have met her. Okay. She is um, yeah, she's high Italian. energy. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to clip this section of the show and send it to everybody. <laughs> yeah. I think there's an understanding. They have their own neighborhoods and stuff. Yeah. At least where I grew up. We had the hill where I grew up. Yeah. Every neighborhood. Every major city. Every major city. Yeah. There's boroughs for them yeah. where you grew up. The city, not the state. Where Isaiah grew up outside of Chicago, he doesn't claim it. Never. What is that about? You don't like your hometown? I mean, is why I don't claim Chicago? Yeah. Well, you just getting to know people that were actually from there. I can't really relate to the stories. Oh, like Chance the Rapper? I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't really put it on display exactly the same way I was thinking. He doesn't really talk about the type of stories I was Hearing it made me think. Okay, I'll give you guys a different respect. Give me, give me an example. I know what it's like to be able to walk home from my friend's house safely, and was worried about ghosts, not the things that some of those guys got to worry about walking home. That's a real good one. Suburb versus city, exactly. Because Bloomington Normal is soft. Uh, it, It was until the Chicago, you know, scene changed, and then they're kind of they. Trickle down. You talking about bit. the Amtrak? You talking about the Amtrak coming down? <laughs> Got it. Nobody gets off in Lincoln. Everyone gets off here. A little nostalgic, man. <laughs> Lincoln's weird. It's full of Amish. Really? Yeah. Oh, this is kind of like that whole part of America. There's a bunch of Amish all over the place. You yeah. go to Union Station. Oh. I've been there twelve times. I, never, never not seen a group of <laughs> Amish people in Union. I passed the Amish store here in town the other day. I was shocked. Get some it. furniture? No. I uh, I debated, though, going again. They have nice stuff. Yeah? They make nice stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's all they do, really. I don't know if they celebrate the 4th of July, but we will yeah, tomorrow. We're off of the program. It'll be national programming. But if you want to get some of me, come down to Hollow Spirits, where I'll be hosting, uh, I guess this is the second year in a row I've done it. So two years in a row now, I've hosted the uh, Hollow Spirits hot dog eating competition. So it's going to be a lot of fun. What's the record? Oh, gosh. It was not a lot dozen maybe oh wow how many minutes 10 maybe yeah it was soft yeah it was like and the guy that won it was like british oh wow i'm not joking like i am there i am entertaining if you think you can eat more than 10 hot dogs in 12 minutes come down to hollow spirits what time and run this house noon noon o'clock tomorrow if i'm done with golf i'll uh you could you would win it yeah that's the goal if you are you golfing nine or eighteen uh, 18. Okay. 7.40 a.m. So, tea time. Oh, you won't make it. Yeah. You won't make it. Maybe uh, I'll just do it on the side and live stream it and see how many I can That'd do. That'd be super sweet. Yeah. 
They do it on the roof there. They have this cool rooftop over at Hollow Spirits. So I anyway, love so, Hollow. Yeah, it's sweet. So I'll be up there. I'm going to call that. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to do it with my friend Maggie. She will join me. So she's regularly going to be with us on the program moving forward a little bit. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Also from the Sports Animal Live chat, um, it's obvious here that uh, Isaiah doesn't know anything about Chicago. So there we go. It's a Bloomington guy. He's so. a Bloomington thing. I am yeah. a Bloomington guy. Did go to Juco about 30 minutes away from the city, though. Interesting how the story changes, right? <laughs> like, is it, we start advancing a little bit. I was about to bring up Michelle Obama. You were going to act like you were neighbors with her. <laughs> Probably the most famous Chicagoan, right? No. Michelle Obama? I, I'd give it to Kanye. No. Or Al Capone. Robin Williams? <laughs> is he from Chicago? Well, I wouldn't have said it if he wasn't. Oh, you know, it's Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner is from Chicago. Really? Why would I mean? What do you mean, really? But like, what I is think, this? When I think Hugh Hefner, I think like Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade from Chicago? He yes, is. he is. Nah, he ain't more famous than no. He didn't even play there. No, he did. Didn't like even play half there. Half a season. Fred's favorite, Lil Dirk. Who? Lil Dirk. Who's yeah. that? Dirk Yo. It goes in this order. I think number one, Hugh Hefner. I think number two, Michelle Obama. I think number three, probably Common. No, Harrison Ford's more famous than Common. You got to throw Kanye in there. Man said common over Kanye. One of them is a really good actor, singer, and entertainer, and the other one is Kanye. Yeah, and who gets more stories printed about, about him? Who gets more positive stories? PR is PR, man. No. News is news. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about that answer. You just and he's so, good. he's so good at manipulating his stories oh, to yeah. get ex- everybody on board to listen to all his albums. That's what he does. See, you see it. You see it. Have you noticed every time Kanye appears in the news doing something crazy, he drops an album like a month later? Uh-huh. And it's all a marketing thing. That's I, why he started wearing the red hat. What's the red hat? Naga. Mm-hmm. Ouch. He just likes the controversy. <laughs> Lil Wayne got pardoned by Donald Trump. I mean, that's a real thing that happened in this country. I know. That's a real thing. Kodak man. Black almost got pardoned, too. That's a, <laughs> we're living in a wild time. But uh, Joe Exotic didn't. Bummer. True. Have you seen that picture of him they just released when he was in jail? It's like no. probably from like a couple weeks the... ago. Yeah, posted up. Posted with the goons. Yeah. Looks what does like, that mean? Looks like he's going to come out of jail and like sell pit bulls. <laughs> Is he big? Did he get big? Oh, he's he's big. He's got some long hair. Shoulders are pretty wide. Uh-huh. Dang. He's wearing like a one of them 2000s, like extra large white t-shirts and baggy uh, basketball shorts. You guys are too young for this, but remember when Mike Tyson came out of prison and like you could see all 10 of his abs and you were like, <laughs> dang, like you already in shape. For, for us, it was Gucci Mane mm. when he came out of jail because Gucci Mane went into jail mm-hmm. fat and everybody up. thought he was a government clone when he came out because he was shredded. I'm going to have to Google who that is. You don't know Gucci Mane? Of course I do not. Come on. Lemonade? Yeah. Come Gucci on. Lemonade Mane? <laughs> That's not even a name. Might as well be his name. Yeah. He makes some great music. <laughs> Who? Gucci Mane? Uh-huh. Your really, type of music. Yeah. He what releases is my type? Uh, Christmas albums, too. Hey, I mess with Christmas. <laughs> yeah. You're going to... Zone 6 Santa. So I see Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> You guys are over my head right now. I'm trying to catch up. There's a listener out there. There's a friend of the show. It's like, I get all this. It's not me. <laughs> well, this is how I feel when you and Van start talking sometimes. About like, Seinfeld? Yeah. Oh, I've watched Seinfeld. I oh, like okay. Seinfeld, yeah. Well, you know, some of the references. Isaiah's like, that's based in New York. I'm not interested. <laughs> I like shows based in Chicago. I'm still catching up on Friends. What do you mean catching up? No one's watching that. Whoa. Yeah, I, I'm not a Friends guy. No, I no tried. one is. I tried. No one is a Friends guy. I'd rather watch Seinfeld. 
Mm. Well, it's better. Yeah, way better. Really? I'll take you guys' word for it. Yeah, you got you to gotta give it a chance. Okay. Earlier, you were questioning who was from Chicago. Like, I mean, that's where you're from. You should know these things. Mm. So Shane Van Gisbergen, that's a real name. Chicago is the is like part of this race. It's like the story mm-hmm. of the race. So they set up these little walls, fences all around it. And these dudes, and by the way, no one's passing anyone in this thing. No. No, it's like super tight. It's tight and really sharp turns. Yeah. And it's on Michigan Ave. It's going like right outside Lake Michigan. Pretty much if you started in first, you win. So right outside Grant Park. Oh, okay. Oh, it's called the Grant Park 220. Yeah. Yeah, this thing is wild, dude. So anyway, so I turned this thing on, and they have like 360 cameras on Shane Van Gisbergen's car. And I'm assuming that Shane Van Gisbergen did this kind of street racing while over in Europe, and that's why he's so dang good at it. This is literally just Talladega Nights right now. It's uh, who's the foreigner in that movie? The French. Oh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, but I don't know his name. Yeah. This is like exactly that. And he's beating all the Ricky Bobbies right now. 3.85 milli watched this thing. Wow. I mean, there was really nothing else to watch. Well, so we are, that's a thing, right? Because there's no, there's only baseball right now. Yeah. Baseball and uh, WNBA. There's only baseball right now. <laughs> Brandon Ortega is going to join us after the break. He and I went down to El Paso over the weekend to watch the United steal one from the locomotive in the 89th minute. We had a heck of a time spending a life, excuse me, spending a day in the life of a United fan. So we'll talk about our venture with they. Got to have a good program today. On until 5.45, Josh Dushan will join us at 5.30 is my understanding. I'll confirm that with him. It's going to be a good program. We're off tomorrow. You're here on Wednesday. Yeah, I'll be here Wednesday. Jake's going to be with us on Wednesday. On the rest of the program, we're going to talk a lot about NBA free agency. Obviously, a little bit of 4th of July talk. We're going to talk about Joey Chestnut. You got the numbers on him? Oh, yeah. Minus okay. 4,000 to win. Of course. Yeah, and his over-under is 72 and a half hot dogs. He literally got in a fist fight before the last one and still won it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a bad dude. That's the most American man. Uh, he's the greatest athlete of all time. If we have time, we'll squeeze in a first half and review from Major League Baseball as every single Major League Baseball team is through 81 games at this point. I got a lot to say about my team. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. I'm back in Albuquerque from a weekend in El Paso. I was in El Paso with my very good friend, Brandon Ortega. You know him as the star of TV and radio, KLB's very own. Also, musical composer. You can hear him every single night of the week that the Isotopes play baseball at Isotopes Park. Brandon, welcome to the program, brother. Hey, Fred. Long time no see. It's only been about a couple hours. Now, I saw you today. <laughs> like, this is, like, this is what hurts me. You're just driving home, and you're like, you want to be on the show? It was very similar to that. Uh, yeah. About so, an hour ago. Yeah, about, an, about yeah. an hour ago. Isaiah turned Brandon up just a little bit. So, Brandon's helping me today at the new office, right? So, we're moving some stuff around. We're talking about stuff. I'm like, hey, we had a great weekend in El Paso, traveling with United down there. We watched the United pull one out in the 89th minute. I'm like, Brandon, you're going to run a cool story on that. We'll talk about that tonight. That's going to be on KOB. But what Brandon did was, as I'm trying to talk to him about all this, is he cut me off to tell me that he's playing a debut show this upcoming weekend. Brandon? Am I supposed to cut cut you off now? I I thought you were still going. You do this all the time where I think you're still going to keep talking. He didn't want to tell me about it. Tell me about it. 
Where's this? Well, I told you it's not finalized yet. It's probably Friday. Um, yeah, if it's going to happen, it's going to be Friday. Uh, so there's a, a place that's been around a long time. Porter's Barbecue's been around a long time um, off of Yale and Cesar Chavez. Uh, it is now sort of rebranded to La Serenita, a Mexican place, which is a great taco truck to become a restaurant. Um, yeah, they're doing entertainment on Friday. It's going to be finalized uh, hopefully soon that I'm going to be jamming with them. So Friday is what I'm hearing. Friday looks like the day if it's going to happen. All right, well, you will be the first call once uh, it's finalized. Okay, so Brandon Ortega is going to play live music for an actual crowd at the Old Quarters, which is now known as what? La Serenita. La Serenitas. That's either Friday or Saturday. So if it's Saturday, we'll what? We'll do it before the United match, or what's the plan? Yeah, you're going to be the first to know once that all gets finalized. Okay. I, I'd rather it be Friday so we could just enjoy Saturday, um, get an early start to my birthday celebration. My birthday is next Tuesday. Okay, I didn't know so, that. Okay. Yeah, other breaking news right, right there. <laughs> um, yeah, so it should be, a fun, should be a fun weekend no matter what. Over this past weekend, we just had you and I went down to El Paso, hung out with the United you had not done anything like that previously. I had not done anything like that previously. It was kind of a heck of a trip, right? It was fun to go into enemy territory. A little bit from your perspective, Brandon, talk about the United on the road. Talk about um, just the excitement around around this level of soccer. We had not done that since 2020 right? when we caravanned over to Colorado Springs with, I mean, I don't know, a couple of thousand about, a, I don't know, 1,000 to 2,000 United fans that went all the way from Albuquerque to have a home game, quote-unquote, in Colorado Springs uh, during, uh, you know, the, the heat of the pandemic. So that was the last time we were on the road with the team, and that was a whole different experience because it was during the pandemic. This was our first post-pandemic, quote-unquote, uh, trip uh, for 2023. I'd never been to Southwest uh, University Park. I'd never got to hang out. Uh, in El Paso for that long. Um, yeah, that was a blast. Uh, and and the, the Curse and Black Diamonds were representing for New Mexico United. Uh, they t- took over the small corner of the left field. Um, well, I guess you could say third baseline, uh, baseball-wise uh, section. Uh, it was just like a sea of yellow and uh, black and yellow right there. And, uh, yeah, much different. Uh, they did a great thing by gathering uh, in Las Cruces, uh, to support a local New Mexico business, uh, the Icebox Brewery, uh, which was a fantastic place. I really enjoyed their food. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Just a, it's a small place, but, I mean, like, the United fans took over the whole spot, which was awesome. So, huh. yeah, it was it was a whole day, really, of, of an experience. How many fans were there with you guys? I don't know. What would you say, Fred? At least, I mean, with, with our the group that we hung out with and that we I documented – for the, the story that's going to air on KOB tonight, I mean, easily over 100. Yeah, tri- easily. What would you say, Fred? Triple figures in that one section alone, but you know me, I can't hang out with Brandon the whole time. So I had, so I walked throughout the venue, and there were there were United fans, like, sprinkled in, like, throughout everywhere. Yeah. So, so every section was represented for sure, but I would say maybe 500, maybe 500 United fans total. That's pretty impressive, honestly, sure. for being, like, what, oh, yeah. a champions and, and, and what, what team I, or something? What I was impressed with, by most guys was um, the chant, uh, the constant yeah. energy that that section in the third base left field uh, corner uh, was bringing uh, from literally from the time they sat down from the time they left. And you could tell that the locomotive fans around them were just rolling their eyes 
and we're just like getting annoyed the whole time. But that's what it's all about for for the, the Curse and the Black Diamonds. They they are so passionate. They're so such true soccer fans, such football crazy people that they know what it's like uh, for, to be a, a true supporter section. Uh, and, and, and part of that is bringing the energy. And it was it was just nonstop. And that was one thing you're gonna you're gonna see in this piece that airs tonight at six o'clock. Um, the energy was brought 100%. That was really fun. I mean, am I in it or what's up? <laughs> you are in it. Okay. You I mean... better not blink. If you, if you want to see yourself, <laughs> don't blink. Santi Moore <laughs> with the goal in the 89th yeah. minute for the United, and it was a 1-0 victory over the El Paso locomotive, which I think uh, had not caught an L in like their last 12 games, so something really oh. impressive there. But what's even it was more... a 12, yeah, 12 match on beaten streak that oh, they snapped. There, Absolutely. There you go, and it's... Two W's in a row for the United, the second W since the Quill takeover. Um, no offense to the Las Vegas Lights were, that New Mexico is playing tomorrow. That one should be leaning favorably the way of the United if you look at talent on the field and, and strength of schedule. And then Detroit FC at home also winnable. Do you think this transition to Quill is the future for the United, Brandon? Do you think a midseason coach can be the future of this team? I think the next month, especially, we're going to get a really good indication because we've seen we've seen slight changes in in what they do tactically. We've seen slight changes in in different players that are getting on the field. They're, they're continuing to battle injuries. Chris Weehan's out for a little bit. Christian Navas out for the season. Josh Suggs is sidelined for a little bit. So I mean, you're seeing new faces uh, pop up um, on this roster and. Um, yeah, and, and some of these new faces made an impact on Saturday, um, particularly someone that assisted uh, Santi Moore's goal away we hadn't seen all season long. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, the lights are, are dead last right now. They only have nine points. Um, and especially coming off a win against El Paso, United is the favorite. I, and, you know, something you were kind of alluding to earlier, um, the talent of this team I, I think there, there may have been people around town during the struggles they were having the last week, few weeks, last month, really, um, that were maybe questioning, okay, where's this team going? Um, do they have the talent? And after El Paso, especially after the El Paso win, I talked to a few people within the club, uh, both as fans and both that are involved in the club. I think they feel a lot more confident, okay, we do have the talent. We, we do have what it takes to compete with the best teams in the USL. We just got to put it all together. And Eric Quill has been very impressive. Um, I mean, the guy, the guy has been around the game for a really, really long time at every level in American soccer. And uh, he, he comes in into, I think, a really difficult situation. And, I mean, I don't want to compare it to a Ted Lasso situation because Ted Lasso doesn't know anything about soccer if you watch that show. But this is someone that has to jump in that has a ready-made roster uh, and, and, and kept the coaching staff intact also. That's something really important to, to keep in mind. Nobody else left except for Zach Prince. And so he jumps in solo into this family of New Mexico United. And I think he's gotten the respect of his players and his staff immediately. Um, and, and they didn't get results right away. There was a draw and a loss right away, and now they've strung together back-to-back wins. I think he's doing a really good job, and I think just his composure is one thing that really sets the tone for this team, and I think that will continue to set the tone. And with a, with a tough stretch coming up, even 
even after Las Vegas, you got you got a, a tough home match coming up on Saturday. So yeah, I think it's going to be really. I'm going to be paying attention to Quill as much as anybody uh, the next month and how he handles everything that comes the next month. Joining us on the program, friend of the show, Brandon Ortega, Star TV and Radio, specifically KOB. You were talking about the assist from Dominic Hernandez. What was interesting to me about the final few moments of the game on Saturday, and Jake, you'll appreciate this because I know you're a fan of coaching. Yeah, it's, I love coaching. Hernandez comes in in the 87th minute. Oh. One minute yeah. later, he has the assist to Moore. 30 seconds later, Moore catches a yellow card after the goal. And it's like all of this occurs over the course of, what did I just describe, two minutes, yeah. 90 seconds uh-huh. or whatever. And it's you almost have this belief that Quill knew what – what movement or what measurement or what substitution to make in the final moments and then exactly what to do after it happens. And I'm not saying that Prince wouldn't have known that, but I think I am saying that out loud. I think it just kind of shows that there is a level of understanding and approach. And and I don't know if that, in your opinion, Brandon, is something that maybe they knew before the game and they were going to pull it out in the last final moments or if it's an adjustment they made during the game. But how did that stand out to you, the actual impact of a coach that's willing to take a risk and then pull out a big W. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that um, Prince I mean, would have been scared. Enjoy- Just say it. He would have <laughs> yeah, been scared. No, no, He'd have played for a tie. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not going there. I'm I will. The player that just came. The player that just came in just joined the team, and the the risk is okay. He just joined the team. He hasn't been around very long. Um, he doesn't know all the tactics that we're doing, but they gave him a very specific task. Hey go in and impact the game this way, and he did exactly that. Um, yeah, you got to give kudos 100% to, to the staff for making that move, and Quill especially, he makes those calls. Um, yeah, that was possibly a season-changing sub because you get that impact in that game against, at the time, the hottest team in the entire USL championship was been unbeaten in 12 matches. I mean, you're talking about uh, a possible season-changing confidence swing and momentum swing for United. And that's only if they can get three points in Las Vegas. That's only if they can keep it rolling at the lab. They got three straight games at the lab after this trip to Las Vegas. There's a bit of a bit of a gap in between Saturday's match and, and the two matches coming up after that. So these next two matches are, are so huge so they can get some momentum and then get some much needed rest. And then they can get everybody healthy for this uh, three game home stretch with the gap. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, Quill, comes into this situation where he's, you know he studied everything that happened in the season moving forward, and he saw uh, certain areas that he wanted to try to change immediately, and he saw some certain areas that he wanted to progressively change things. And I think subbing is arguably the hardest part of being a head coach and, 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 and when to pull the, pull the trigger in the 87th minute or in the 54th minute. I mean, it's a nil-nil match, and, it, and like the second half got even tighter than the first half. It was a really, really good match for anyone that didn't get to see it. It was a, a, about as big of a slugfest as a soccer match can be, and a risk. Uh, it was a, any risk you take is magnified ten times in, in a match like that because El Paso makes you pay when you make mistakes, and uh, that and that sub was was a brilliant one. And uh, it led to a Santi Moore goal, and now we're talking about United um, trying to get back into the mix of the, the USL standings. They got 21 points, but there's they're in tenth right now in, in the table in the West. But there's only seven points that separate all the way up to third. So they're talking about these next few matches really 
getting them in the mix and, and well, we, building more momentum. The United will be sitting in fourth by Saturday. I promise you. Like I, zero, I like this. Zero idea. doubt in my mind. I like Eric Quo a lot. I, Same. He's, he's a good player's coach, it seems like, from the chance I had to talk to him. Seems like a dude. He reminds me of like a football coach, honestly. Yeah. The, the, the mentality. Uh-huh. The go get it. Yeah. The, yeah. Risk is worth reward. Mm-hmm. And I'm big on that, too. And like, not just risk, but rub. You know, the rub's worth the reward, too. If you can go in there and just put the work in and it pays off for you, that that's incredibly better than what, in my opinion, no offense to Prince or previous whatever, they would have played for a draw. And that's cowardly, and I did not see cowards on the field this past Saturday. I saw dudes that wanted to win, and I saw dudes that wanted to get into a position to host a home playoff game. That's what I saw this past Saturday. Well, Cole seems like he's a guy that trusts his guys already. I think it's fair to say the aggressiveness is there. There, There's been a much more aggressive approach from the attacking side of of United's unit. Um, I mean, the amount of shots they were getting off in the first half, that may have been the most shots on goal they've had in a first half all season. I, I, I can't look at the stats right now, but you can just feel that they're they're taking more risks, they're they're being more aggressive and, and, and they're enjoying it. And and, uh, and that's something that United hundred percent needed while Prince was still here and they and they certainly needed to um, get a boost in some way uh, once Quill got here. And and that's one area you can see there, there's an aggressiveness that, that wasn't there uh, prior. Either this upcoming Friday or Saturday night, I will be guest singing with Brandon Ortega at La Serenita. But can I do Wonderwall or like what's is it karaoke style? Yeah. Like what are the rules? We're, we're booking it. Wonderwall is booked. Okay, You're in the set list. I mean, we I just can... gotta. Yeah, we just gotta finalize the the time. Okay, I'm not be there if there's a Creed song. Yeah, obviously yeah. we'll need to harmonize <laughs> a Creed song. Yeah. No, it's Opon. Opon. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. What is it? Jars of Clay? <laughs> is that it. the name of that album? That, that album sucked. Yeah, I, I literally just discovered Creed like a year ago and didn't even know they were a Christian oh. band. Yeah, you were not missing it. I them. don't yeah. know whether to say congrats or I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> no, I, I'm i all in on the Creed. The girl. What's that guy's name? Scott Stapp? Yeah. Greatest halftime no, show ever. That's not correct. Yeah. 2001, Nelly, NSYNC, <sighs> Britney Spears. Isaiah? <laughs> it was only a matter of time before Nelly was going to come <laughs> come back into the picture. Brandon Ortega. We could, do a Nelly, we could do a Nelly song if you want, right? I That's mean, it, you. It, can you? All right, hold up. Uh-oh. Hold up. You're a pretty good musician. You're going to tell me you're Nelly good? That riff on uh, the song, uh, if you want to go take a rabbit. That's a guitar riff right there. We could do that riff. That's that's doable. I Air Force Ones. I'd like to hear that one. Because that's, that's with Murphy Lee. We could harmonize that. So give me to purr. <laughs> Brandon, are you in it? Just learn the entire Country Grammar album. Learn all of Nellyville, and we should be set. Mm-hmm. Country Grammar. It's a banger. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Ortega, 6 o'clock tonight is your story? Tonight is 6. Yeah, coming up in about an hour and a half. On KOB, we'll have that story on uh, all of the supporters that traveled to El Paso with New Mexico United when they got their big win on Saturday. And, uh, you know, Josh Sushan is going to break down all the ice tub stuff. But we, 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 I, was in, I just uh, got back from Ice Tubs Park catching up with Jonathan Morales and, and Philip Saldez with the PCL hitter and pitcher of the week. So they'll be on the show. And Alex Bregman helped the Astros uh, win a slugfest. So he'll be on the highlights tonight as well. Thank you for uh, riding with me on the way down. Anytime, buddy.
Talk again. Nelly reference. <laughs> what a good dude. Nelly? <laughs> or Brandon. <laughs> Simply the best. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to break. Okay. When we come back, we're going to talk about the NBA a little bit. We're going to take another quick commercial break. We're going to talk about the NBA more. Boom. Nah, I must think the NFL in there. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. D, sports animal. Andale, andale, mama. Yeah, yeah. This would have been a sick walkout for baseball. This song here? Yeah. I never heard of it. Batters Up is the best walkout for baseball. It's by a guy named Nelly. I uh, I had so fresh and so clean for my walkout in high school. Isaiah, what was your walkout? Mm, not a Nelly song. Was it Shake Your Tail Feather off the Bad Boys 2 soundtrack? <laughs> <laughs> not exactly. Number one off the Training Day soundtrack? That's a good one. Ah, M. Number one. It's a great movie, too. I was going to say, anything training day, I'm down. Yeah, I, I love that Ethan Hawke's character is named Jake, so I always quote it. To who? No one gets that quote. Yeah, I know. The best Nelly song of all time is a song called Loving Me. It's off the Country Grammar album. Just only listen to it if you want to get into your emotions. NBA free agency. <sighs> what do you, want? you want to do guys that re-signed first? Let's do that. Well, yeah, shout out to the guys that did get paid. Tyrese Halliburton signed a, a max deal. All right, hold Know the friends of the show here. Stay, say the team name. Indiana Pacers. Okay, because no one knows who Tyrese Halliburton is. Played at uh, Iowa State. Uh, he was a top 10 draft pick two, like three years ago. Okay. Went to the Kings, got traded to the Pacers, and then he got paid. Cause, uh, he, what? He, All right, what's his name? Tyrese Halliburton. Never heard of him. Ah, shame. You got to watch the NBA more. Is he on a team right now? Yeah, he's on the Pacers. Come on, Fred. What? He's I don't, a stud. You're telling me I'm supposed to sit over here and care about rookie scale extensions? Yeah. No. LaMelo got one. Oh, yeah. He got paid. You know what LaMelo, LaMelo Ball, is that who we're talking about? Uh-huh. LaMelo Ball, the Charlotte Hornets. Do you know what championship he won last year? None. Do you know what championship Tyler Halliburton won last year? None. Tyrese. <laughs> he got paid. What did I say, Tyrese? Did Tyler. It's all the same. <laughs> no. I don't care about... Desmond Bain or Anthony Edwards. Also, it seems like Anthony Edwards has been in the league for like 10 years already, but he has not. I did not like Anthony Edwards initially coming in. No one did. And I love him now. So they all get the same five years, 207, right? Yeah. Paid. And I just need to double check. Let me make sure I understand. I think LaMelo's was like 260, wasn't it? No, it's it's 207. Because it's a rookie scale extension. That's why it has to be this. Gotcha. So the Hornets, the Pacers, the Grizzlies, and the Timberwolves, they all did not win the championship. Is that correct? LaMelo got a 260 deal. No, he did not. Yeah, he did. Look it up. Oh, he might have, like, incentive stuff or something, but that is mm-hmm. not his deal. Five-year, $260 million. Worth up to. Jeez, oh, guys. It does say pay him up to. Yeah, it's all Figure guaranteed. it out. 260 guaranteed. Guaranteed. No, it is not. Yeah, it is. Guys, that's if they get the six-year, what is this argument about? How much money? That's not how the scale works. That's why none of this matters. It's not real money. You get cut. You yeah, get cut. In, in the NBA, you get paid no matter what. The mini is 207, and that's what he'll get, just like Anthony Edwards. And here's the point. What they're not going to get is chips. The Hornets did not win with them. They're not going to win with them. The Pacers did not win with Tyrese Halliburton. They're not going to win with them. It's about building the future, though. 
in the NBA. You don't think they can build around LaMelo? No. Come on, Fred. Don't let his dad trick you. Who's mind. his dad? Lamar. Michael Jordan? <laughs> no, that's Jimmy Butler's. Oh, I love Jimmy Butler. <laughs> yeah. No, LaVar, he was right. LaMelo is the one. Even though I hate that everybody nowadays, when you say Melo, they think of him. At least the young bloods do. Who is Melo? Oh, Carmelo Anthony. Well, he never won. Doesn't he? He won at Syracuse. That does not count. <laughs> it does. It, it was the McNamara kid who won the whole thing. It wasn't even him. It was Carmelo, the, one of the greatest freshman performances ever. Yeah, because he had the McNamara kid shooting lights out from the three all day. Yeah, Carmelo is the most uh, one of the most lethal pure scorers in the league or ever. Yeah, playing against kids now in the league too. You know, win nothing. The Wizards signed Kyle Kuzma. They ain't gonna win with him. That's a waste of a sign. Brooke Lopez going back to the Bucks. Let's see. How about AR? Yeah, AR got a, what, like $50 million deal? Mm-hmm. Who is AR? AR-15. Austin, Riv- Austin Reeves. Never heard Ooh, of Austin Rivers. I almost fumbled that one. <laughs> All right, here's the recent. Cam Johnson resigns with the Nets. That, okay, so they were not good with him, and they're going to continue to not be good. It's all about building the future. Tell me right now that the Bulls wasted a combined $100 million on Nikola Vukcic and Kobe White. Tell me they did that. They did. Why? Kobe White is a is a decent hooper, man. No, he is not. Yeah, he is. He's got potential as a backup point guard. Kyrie went back to Dallas? Yeah, he that went That happened back. over the weekend? Yeah, he signed a three-year yeah, deal. That one hurt the heart a little bit. Well, whose heart? The Lakers fans are, nah, a little bit. It hurt us a little bit. The Lakers do not care about this guy. Well, the Lakers re-signed D'Angelo. Yeah. You guys actually built had like you guys probably won the NBA. Who's agency. you guys? The Lakers. So I've heard. So All right, I've... Austin Reeves, four years, fifty-six million. He's got a player option. D'Angelo Russell, two year. D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, he. he oh, he was, right. He was he was a little streaky, but he had some good games. He yeah. had definitely helped us defeat the Warriors. All right, this Rui Akamura one, I'm into. Okay, I was going to say Hachimura. Hachimura. That's what I said. Yeah. Right. Rui. I saw, I literally said that exactly. <laughs> Play back the tape. <laughs> Westbrook is uh, going back to uh, the Clippers on a on a like a eight million dollar deal. I heard that was the biggest pay cut. In NBA history. Who are we talking about? Russell Westbrook? Yes. The, the Two years, $8 million. The pay cut he just took was the greatest pay care. cut in NBA history. From what he made last year to what he made, what he's going to make? I don't oh. care about that at all. You got Eric Gordon now there. He's super happy now. Yeah, he'll be traded by the time it's Stupid. said and done. <laughs> Eric Gordon's like, I want to go to Phoenix. They were like, we wanted Aaron Gordon. <laughs> You're not even the right one. Eric Gordon still can do something. You know, just Aaron could. Corner. Eric cannot. Eric Gordon, he, I mean, he's just one of those good role players, you know. For me, since I play a lot of NBA 2K, I always like to play with the role players when I play five-on-five because five, those guys are lights out for me. Eric Gordon, yeah. if he was a good role player like you're claiming, he would have resigned with the Clippers. He's not. He went to the Suns for a reason. Because no one else wanted him. Because it's a retirement situation. That's a solid team he just signed with. They need depth. Might as well be part of it. He's going to have a role. He's going to play. He's going to have minutes because no one else is on that team except for those four stars. This is true. Chris Middleton re-signs with the Bucks. That's kind of big for them. It was three years ago. Now it's wasted money. 
I can see your angle on that. He's still a pretty decent shooter. He's gonna he's gonna score thirty when they least expect. Him. I would rather have Chris Middleton than Drew Holiday. True. The only good re-signings are DeAndre Jordan, one year, three point two. Oh my God. <laughs> Reggie Jackson, two years, ten and a quarter. Reggie Jackson is this two thousand seventeen. Are you talking about the team that just won the championship in 2023? Reggie Jackson didn't even play on this playoff run. It's I, not. I barely saw him. It's not necessarily what you're doing. The most relevant thing Reggie Jackson done has done in the last, like, two years is that meme of him running. I don't know what that is. Look it up. It's like he just his hot. He literally, like, jumps, like, in his leaps. Like, his stride is like a cartoon watching him run. Do you want to see the Justin Holiday deal there or no? I, didn't, I don't know what the details are. One-year deal with the Nuggets. Okay. The only team that matters is the Nuggets. Now, also, you can claim Miami matters because they were close. The Knicks matter. Houston matters, too, because they have all that money. Miami is the team with all the money. They brought in Josh Richardson, Thomas Bryant, Drew Smith. That's what I'm saying. they might get Dame. If they get Dame, that's... uh... I don't think it's going to happen, though. They're five minutes away from getting Dame. I don't think it's gonna happen. It's tough. They don't have it. They're not gonna give up what uh, Portland's asking for. Portland wants like a star. Portland draft picks. Portland's got to want to help him. No. Well, they, first of all, they have to. They're gonna do a three-way trade with the Sixers that involves James Harden some way somehow. Because James Harden wants a trade because he opted into his deal and they only the, he only opted in because he knew he wouldn't get that much money from a team because that's, all the teams that that's are contenders correct. don't have money. That's incredibly correct. Yeah. And so that that whole situation, it's going to be a Dame James Harden three way deal. And Portland doesn't have any. They re-signed Jeremy Grant, and that's why Dame was like, "Yeah, I'm leaving." No, no, I get that, <laughs> but I I mean, like throughout the league, they have very bad. I don't I don't want to say perception because that's so soft, but Reputation. no one. Yeah, no one wants to go to Portland. They got a crazy owner. The city sucks. Well, see, this is what I think Portland wants to do. Portland wants to like show that, like, yeah. We'll treat Dame with respect and get him to where he wants to go. So it seems like, oh, we're a good franchise and we treat our star players. That's good. literally that's exactly it. Yeah. So, so they have to. Gonna, they have to somehow make a deal happen for Dame here. And he'll go to Miami. I don't know. I think he's going to go to a decent team, but I don't think Miami's going to be able to squeeze it unless it's a three-way deal and Tyler Hero is involved and maybe Duncan Robinson. Did he get paid? Let me scan the... Yeah, uh, you take your time on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because to me, getting Dame alongside Jimmy, you're set. I bet Udonis Haslam retires. Oh, yeah. Why are you saying, oh, yeah? I mean, what what else is there for him to do other than He's never retired before. He will soon. Hey, he could be the mayor of Florida. He could. Miami, for sure. Yeah, the new DeSantis, Udonis Haslam. Udonis Santos? (laughs) Yeah, Udonis Santos. He'd be super good at that. None of these teams, I think, made moves that were so significant oh, you outside of Houston. I liked, I liked uh, Derek Rose to Memphis. That's stupid. Yeah, because it's just it's just the young, the old school jaw being the locker room presence for a young team for twenty five games. Yeah. How about Mason Plumlee to the Lakers today? Nope. New story. Literally, no one cares. <laughs> Mason Plumlee's. I'm I'm never mad about having a fundamental white man join a team. They already have Austin Reeves. Yeah, different. Now we got the center version. (laughs) 
the Los Angeles Lakers will have the number one selling jersey in the NBA and LeBron James, and then they'll have the bottom 14 with the rest of that roster. No, Reeves will be up there, believe it or not. Yeah, I uh, I saw a dude at my bar the other day come in with a AR-15 jersey. <laughs> what other dumb stuff does he regularly do? <laughs> a bunch of other stuff for stupid attention? Is he that guy? This- Just 45 minutes away from handing this thing over to the Isotopes Media Network. A little NFL talk after this. It's two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal.